Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, let's get into this. Um, make sure you share the broadcast. We're talking about enough with the brain games. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. We're not, we're not that. We're not called that. Maddie, that was an old song, by the way. Mom just wasn't like being cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. <laughs> she was like, what? <laughs> That's an old lyric from an old song. Madalena. Madalena Elizabeth. All right. So we know, we know a lot of things. Let me put it that way. We know a lot of things. So, you know, sometimes we tend to disregard when a Bible verse gets put out or a, what we think in our mind is a, um, uh, Bethany, I sing a lot all day long. Just if a, something sounds or comes from a lyric, I sing a lot. I actually don't sing to prep myself for this broadcast. <laughs> this is all live just for you. <laughs> Y'all are special. <laughs> I do sing a lot throughout the day. Trying to be like Pastor Ted, not working out so much. I'm waiting on that impartation. So anyone who can sing who wants to lay hands on me, I will allow it. Um, so we, we know, and I say that because, you know, we tend to sometimes, if we've been raised in church or we hear something a lot, we say, oh, we know. You know, my daughter does it all the time. Brooklyn, without fail. I will give her an instruction or I'll try to teach her something or we take a moment, you know, of correction. And I I'm like fixing something, correcting her on something. And her response is, I know, mom, I know. (laughs) And my response to her is, if you knew, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't do what you just did. If you knew it, then you wouldn't do it. Right. So I I want you to listen to the verses I'm giving and listen, you know, we listen, we should listen to every broadcast that, um, you know, uh, my husband does or I do or someone that you're, you're gleaning uh, uh, wisdom from or or Bible knowledge from and not just sit there and kind of half tune it out or half like and say, I know, always listen to it with your spiritual ears open because everything's fresh. Revelation is, is always going to be new. It doesn't matter how many times you've read a Bible story through. Um, and so today we're talking about enough with the mind games because I, and everyone knows that's followed my ministry for a while, don't want to see uh, us live at a below the level of what God has for us. And so we know that the Bible says, you know, the lack of knowledge, we will perish. And we're not going to perish because we have so much God wants us to do, so much uh, that God has for us, so much with the assignment. And so we should ever be increasing in all areas. And so I put enough with the brain games because people need to access what God has for them faster. And a limitation that people have is their mind their mind. The enemy uh, controls them by a thought, controls them because we know the enemy has uh, no new tricks. We know uh, that 
he uses the same old thing. He's not a creator, right? He has no power over children of God. He has power over ones who haven't, you know, received Christ and aren't a part of uh, who we are. But as, as far as you and me, you're saved, you're watching this, you're a child of God, a woman of God, you know, a man of God that's watching this. He doesn't have authority over you. And he'll try to creep in with thoughts. That's how we get scared. That's how we, you know, that spirit of fear comes in. And that's how we get nervous about stuff. It's the woulda, shoulda, coulda, what if. And then we live in that. We live in that world of the what if. And that what if causes fear. And then we can't make a good uh, faith-filled decisions because we're living in that brain game. That's what I, I, I was talking to someone earlier and I said the word brain game and I said, oh, I like that. I like that because it is. It is like a brain game going on in there. Um, uh, a woman of God that I, I follow after and think highly of, she speaks a lot about it and she calls it the mental arena and her name is uh, Nancy Dufresne. And I love how she puts that, the mental arena, because it is, it is a battle. It is a battle that can go on. But when we're filled and we're, we're flowing with uh, the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, we should be able to know better and conquer. At some point, as a spirit-filled Christian, we should know better. We should be overcomers. You know, I get it. I get, you know, there is a, a we get to a process and, and, and sometimes we, we, ugh, we fall down and, you know, we get back up again or we, we failed at something or we didn't quite step out in faith and then we let that rule our thoughts and weighs heavy on us and I messed up and this and that. But that's where I'm saying is we got to get to a point where we have the overcoming uh, mentality that comes out in our language and our action in, in, in what we're doing because he's given us the victory. He's given us a way out. He's given us a strength. He's given us a power, right? And so I called this enough with the brain games, not anything else. Then I want you guys to, to fixate on that first word enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Enough is enough of letting uh, childhood issues rise up as we're adults and overtake our thoughts. I mean, that's happened. Not everyone's had a great childhood. Not everyone's had great parents. Not everyone's, you know, people have had experiences in life. People have had tragedies in life. And it starts to form because of our thoughts, right? Form. We live in the why when something happens. Why? Why am I not getting healed right now? Why am I, why, why did this happen to so-and-so? Why is this happening to me? And we live in the why. And that enemy's like, yeah, I've got them now with that invisible prison of the why. I'm going to keep them there for a while. And you know what it is? Just picture a dog chasing its own tail. That's what happens when we stay in the why. Now, when we're the dog chasing its own tail, right? The why, the why, the why. When it's the dog chasing its own tail, then we get to the point of that's where we end up staying. And then we don't go past that. We're in the circles and we're not reading. We're in the circles. We're not seeking God's voice. We're in the circle. We're not praying in the spirit. We're in the circle of the why. Here we go. We're chasing it. Then our thoughts. We're looking over everything in our life. 
oh, oh maybe he's ma maybe God's mad at me for this. Maybe 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 if, if I if I if I could have done that better. Maybe 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 and then and then that's it. And we live there. And God's saying, I want you to move out of that. I want you to get out of that circle because I didn't say we're riding in a circle. <laughs> he says we're moving forward. You're not moving forward if you're just making a complete circle. You're not, you're not moving forward. You're just getting dizzy. And it's the same thing. You're, coming, you're looping back around. You're looping back around to what the enemy is, has, has tricked your mind with. You're looping back around. You're not, going, you're not going higher. You're not moving forward. You're not taking a step up. So we're going we're gonna to say enough today. Enough is enough. Enough with the brain games. Okay? All right. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. And this is what I was getting ready to say at the beginning was, you know, hey, I know that verse. I've, I've, I've read that verse a hundred times. Okay. It's one thing to know a verse. It's one thing to read something a hundred times. Applying it is completely different. Action steps, completely different. Right? I could say all the time, like, I wish I was skinny. 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 <laughs> but if I take no action steps to get there. Oh, Tiffany. <laughs> I told Maddie, I was like, you don't have to do the Zoom video today, Maddie. <laughs> um, if I don't take action steps to get to being, you know, a good, healthy weight or quote unquote skinny, then, you know. Th that, that's the same with the word of God. You have to apply it. You can't just say it. You can't just say everything all the time. I'd have to eat right. I have to work out. I, you know, you have to do those things to get where you want to go. You can't just, you know, I want to have this fabulous business. I want to have this, you know, if I was like, like Tiffany, she's like an amazing photographer. And, I, you know, she has, she has her business. But if she just kept saying, oh, well, it'd be nice to have a, a photography business and it would be nice to have this camera and it would be nice. But she took no action steps. You know, Tiffany's one of the hardest workers I know. And she's phenomenal at everything she does. And if she takes these action steps to get there, then her fruit has shown. Her production has shown within her own business, within the ministry. And so you have to take action steps. And so we could know what the Bible says. We can read what the Bible says. You know, she could have read how to start a business, how to do this. But if she never applied that um, information to step out to do her business, to step out to do the things that God has called her to do, she'd still be sitting somewhere in Maine. And I'm glad that she's not. And she's here by me <laughs> somewhere in Maine going, um, I would love to start a business. Well, I know all the steps. I read how to be a great business. You know, I, I read so-and-so's book on how to do this. But, you know, we get to that point, it's a difference. So let's read 2 Corinthians 10. I'm going to do 3 through 5. We are human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. I'm going to read verse 4 again because I feel like it and it feels good. We use God's mighty weapons. Not, uh, not worldly weapons to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. 
5. Now he tells us this is how we destroy it. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. So that's how we're starting off enough with the brain games. There are going to be things that come in our mind. That is life. We see things, we hear things, and then we have to get them here. And when they're here, we put a halt to them. You know, if they don't line up with the word of God, if you hear something or get ready to think something that you feel a check and it doesn't line up with the word of God, you know, right then and there, false, get rid of it, capture it. But see, I love what the Bible says because some of us will, will read a verse and, it, ooh, that sounds good. I'm going to stop there. But there wasn't a period. There was a comma. And so you have to see, it says to capture the thoughts. All right, I got that negative thought. I'm not going to uh, think it. I'm not going to, but there's more to it. Now we're going to teach a rebellious thought. We're going to teach a thought of doubt and unbelief. We're going to teach that lie that's coming to our brain to what? Oh, Bay Christ. The Bible says we put on the mind of Christ. Does the mind of Christ uh, go against his father's word? Does the mind of Christ tell us we can't have the best? Does the mind of Christ tell us that we're, we're supposed to be sick, going to stay in sickness, we're never going to be healed? Does the mind of Christ uh, give us the spirit of fear feeling, the, I, I wish I was better, I wish I was prettier, I wish I was smarter? Does the mind of Christ line up with those things? No, no, it doesn't. So we have to take them captive and then we teach them to obey Christ so they can line up with the word of God. We are overcomers. You're an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. But that's also a mindset. We have to realize why have we overcome? What makes us an overcomer? And when you get this revelation, when you get this word uh, into your spirit, then that's the voice that becomes louder. It says over there, we're going to be waging. It's going to be rising up. Our flesh is going to be coming up. Our spirit man and something, something's going to win. Which one is it? The battle here. All right. So here's some of our thoughts. Out of a control thought life. The past, we're dwelling, right? We're dwelling on, on the, uh, I wish I was, you know, sometimes older parents now. Oh, I wish I did this differently. I wish I did this. I, and then the devil wants you to stay in that thought process of the past and dwelling. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. And what did I say? You're the dog chasing its own tail, living in that loop. The loop, it's like a, a, a record player. And it's just rawr, rawr, over and over again. He wants you to live in that loop. That weighs on your mind. That weighs on your body. That heaviness, the more looping you do, the more heavy you're going to feel. All right. Negative assumptions about others. Self-defeating thoughts. I'm no good. I didn't go to school. Uh, I didn't go to Bible school. How can I ever speak about the word of God? Uh, I don't know if I can do that job. I, I wasn't trained in that. Self-train. Self-train. There's nothing stopping you from learning anything you want to do. Anything you want to do, it's available out there. You do not, well, you know, you guys are saying like, what if you become a doctor? Yes, there are things like that 
you do want to go and not self-train. I would not let anyone cut on me that was not <laughs> trained <laughs> medically. <laughs> oh, you can get a discount on uh, some, uh, um, you know, face stuff over here. They learned it at YouTube. They went to university. I want to stick with that for the university, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to go do that. But the majority of you guys watching, self-businesses, self-employed, things like that, you can self-train. Don't let that stop you. The Holy Spirit has empowered you and equipped you to learn. You have what? The mind of Christ. Here we go. So self-defeating thoughts, fear of what others think. Who gives a rip? Okay, I had to get past that a long time ago. A long time ago. We care so much what others think. Sometimes, you know, we don't get enough likes. Sometimes uh, we're going to, you know, this the social media driven world has made everybody so like care about whatever what, what other people think. Well, how many, how many watches does that person have on their video? Well, how many watches do I have on this video? Just be you. Be you. There are billions of people in the world. Be you. Your life is going to speak to certain people. God bless the other person. Their life is going to speak to other people. You're not speaking to everybody in the world. The other person's not speaking to everybody in the world. You know, there's people watching. God told you, hey, start a podcast, write a book, do this, put this out. And people watching have not done it yet because why? Well, so-and-so, or I don't know where to go, or so-and-so's done it on this. Well, that so-and-so, yeah, okay, so God told them. That doesn't mean he didn't tell you. Like I said, there's so much out there for everybody. Just make sure you're staying in the lane that God has called you to do. I'm bringing up Tiffany again. She's just getting hammered today. <laughs> she does she does photography for for mothers and and newborns and now do you think she's the only photographer out there that does that? So she have not stepped out and done her gifting that she has for that and her desire and her heart for it because there's other people out there doing photography? No. She has her touch of what she likes. She has her or the way she's made it look and the way she's presented it and the package that that she has it because God told her to do it. She has had a desire for it. She wanted to go and do it. Now, it has blessed her life for doing it. Now, she could have stepped back and said, I don't I'm not going to do it. My friend does this. My friend does photography. I'll let them do it. No, that's the, the wrong thinking. That's the wrong thinking. There's too many people in this world. You have to get out of the box that we're, where we feel like we're living in. Sometimes we get in this, well, I feel like uh, I know a lot of people. And realistically, we don't really know uh, as many people as we think we do in our mind. And so the, the fear of what others think, step out and do it. If God has asked you to do something, go for it. Do it. Who cares? who's doing it, what other people are doing it, or what people think. I do not. We've gotten past that. God tells us to do something. Other people aren't sure about it. Didn't ask you. All right. Depressing thoughts, anxious or fearful thoughts. These are some thoughts that we've got to keep captive and teach them to obey Christ. All right. Replaying conversations we've had, events in our head. 
things that have happened, you know, years and years and years ago in your life. It's one thing if something, you know, there's resentment and unforgiveness. I know sometimes with family, you could have a, a, a 25-year fight and someone does need to apologize and you need to ask for forgiveness if something was done wrong on your end because unforgiveness, and I'm not going to get into that, but it stops a lot of things. It stops your prayers being answered. It stops, you know what I mean? So we have to make sure uh, the, the replaying of conversation events in your head, it's, has, it's separated from that. If you've done everything, if you've asked for forgiveness, if the, everything's clear end on your end, then don't replay it anymore. That's why, you know, the Bible says that he cast our sins into a sea of forgetfulness because he forgets them. We don't have to rehash. We don't have to bring it up again. Okay, something might have been bad. You did something bad. Leave it. You're not the same person anymore. You're a new creature in Christ. That's the only ammo the enemy has. That's the only ammo the enemy has is those things that you've done. Those things that have happened in your life that are tragic. That's it. I told you, he's not a creator. When he got kicked out of heaven, the, the ones that got kicked out with him, that's all he's got. There's no, um, there's no creating more demons. There's no, you know, it's not Lord of the Rings. They're not making them in the ground and the mud. And all of a sudden he's rising up an army. I'm not sure if you guys are all into that. I like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Morador, is that what it is, Maddie? Yeah. <laughs> the orcs. <laughs> I might be the only one on this. But if you understand what I'm talking about with um, <clears throat> Lord of the Rings, I am not making, the, the enemy is not making more orcs to come after you. <laughs> I'm cracking myself up because I'm picturing it. The enemy is not making uh, mud demons. So, <laughs> so get those thoughts out of your head. That's the enemy. That's, I love you, Bethany. All right. Are any other overthinking things to death? All right. Have we all been, um, uh, you know, told that? I probably tell that a lot of people that I have to talk to about situations. One of the things I'm always is like, you're overthinking this. You're overthinking this. And that's what happens. Our mind is very powerful. We're not going to do the games anymore. We're not going to overthink these things anymore. Make a decision, stick with it, move on. Make a decision, stick with it, move on. Make a decision, make a confession, stick with it, move on. Make a confession, stick with it, move on. Okay, see the pattern here? <laughs> We've all been guilty of that, Laura. We've all been guilty of it. And, but you can, you can see looking back when you think about the um, when you think about the uh, the overthinking part, you can think about how it really does. Uh, you you realize well, I got stuck in that way longer than I should have. Right? If you're if you're thinking right now of a time where you overthink something, you're like, man, I really did. That stole two days of my thought process. Okay, that's the, what I'm talking about. It it stole two days of your thought process. And it shouldn't have. Those are times that could have been spent with the Lord and receiving from him and moving on and sticking with your decision. Faith sticks with the decision. 
you have to practice your mind not to overthink things because when you make a faith decision, when you say, I'm stepping out in faith on something, that's one of the things that's going to come back to you is overthinking it, right? Is overthinking like, did I make the right decision? Or like any of us who have sowed a large offering and then you're like out of the church meeting, you're like, holy moly, did I make the right? Yeah, so what changed? What changed? Okay, stay in the anointing. Stay in that decision. Stick it. Stick with it. And, and don't overthink. Uh, the pro- That's right. My mom said overthinking robs us of energy, productive energy. So these are some, I'm just going through some of the real life thoughts that we've all dealt with, right? On an everyday basis. All right. Uh, overthinking things and other problematic thoughts. Anything you can think of like that. And so that's why we're going to have enough with the brain games. Um, sometimes those thoughts seem overwhelming and out of control, and we're ready to wave the white flag. We're like, I give up. Just do whatever. You know, we get tired. Our guard gets down, but not you. Not you. We're not going to play these brain games anymore. All right. Toss the lie out of the out of control. Our, my, I, I, my thoughts are out of control. I feel out of control. We're going to stop saying that. We are in control. We are in control. We have authority. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. Hey, Deborah. Um, and we are in control. We are in control. All right. <clears throat> What mindset keeps you from moving forward and taking every thought captive? And are you willing to change your mindset? We're equipped to take every thought captive. He calls us to do that. I just read that in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. Okay. His word says we have everything we need for a godly thought life. Look at 2 Peter 1, 3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him and the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. That's 2 Peter 1, 3. Okay. Tools. God has given us tools to take every thought captive. All right. First tool I put down is the sword of the spirit. What is the sword of the spirit? That is... The word of God. He has given us a tool. Okay. I work a lot with tools. I'm fixing things. I'm doing things. You know, I'm not going to um, use a ruler to put a nail in the wall. I'm going to be like smacking it and nothing's going to be happening. I need a proper tool. I need a hammer. I need an awl. I need a screwdriver. I need an anchor. I need certain particular things that work for that, okay? I don't need a wrench to hang a picture. I need a screwdriver. I need a hammer, okay? I don't need a hammer and, and to, to fix a sink or plumbing. I need, that's when I need the wrench. That's what, so there's certain tools and certain things that apply to uh, when we need a, a a certain thing. And so our first tool is the sword of the spirit. It's the truth of God's word. We will get facts. We will get natural facts in life. 
we will get things given to us in life that are very much true. And sometimes I think we live this, you know, I am a faith-filled Christian. And then um, that's it. It's like we're too nervous to even like say what the fact is. We're too nervous to address it because, you know, if you say it, it's real. No, no, no. It's real. You could be diagnosed with something. That's very much a real fact that's happening. But faith doesn't ignore the situation. This word of God doesn't ignore it. The word of God has equipped us with tools to take care of it. The truth of God's word trumps the fact, right? That's what, that's what we teach you. That's what Pastor Ted says. That's what I always say. The truth of God's word. So yeah, you could have a very bad fact in front of you. You could. Business is going under, uh, losing this, got diagnosed with something. That very well may be a fact in the natural. But now we have the sword of the spirit. We have the word of God that's going to trump that. How can we trump it? How can we fix that fact? That's what we have to think about. How can we fix? Hi, Carrie Ann. How can we fix that fact, right? Well, we're going to fix it with the truth of God's word. That's going to be our first tool. So we have a tendency to view our thoughts as facts. We do because it is. And we're not going to take faith and ignore it, brush it under the rug. Sometimes our, our, we're faith-filled people and then we get something and we're like, oh, that never happened. That report, that's it. All right, we're going on with the rest of our day. Yeah, go on with the rest of your day. Go on and enjoy. Praise the Lord. But what I'm saying is take your faith and address the situation. Take your faith and answer it. Take your faith and back up the word of God against it and demolish it. Take your faith and see your miracle. Take your faith and see your provision. Take your faith and get your joy back. Take your faith, walk in love, right? So that's what we have to do. We're taking our faith and we're going to apply it to trump the fact. All right. All right, second tool, praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit. So we know God wants our relationship to be undeniable, one-on-one. I'm speaking to him. He's speaking to me. Lots of times that's not the case. He's a second thought. He is, I need you when I'm in a crisis, uh, you know, and, and that's about it. And it happens. That's why we have to be mindful of our day, mindful of our time with the Lord, mindful of what's going on around us. Um, You know, what are we thinking? Does it line up with the truth of God's word? So we're going to, as a tool, we're going to pray in the spirit. Colossians 3, 2, I wrote down, think about the things of heaven, not of the things of earth. So when you're thinking about heavenly thoughts, you're putting different things into your mind that line up with your spirit man. When you have heavenly thoughts, that's going to line up with what? The word of God, which goes back to your first tool. It's going to line up with um, your sword of the spirit. So uh, Colossians 3, 2, think about the things of heaven, not on the things of the earth. So he desires that we bring our issues and burdens to him, trusting him with all and taking our thoughts captive, right? 
I love it. That's right, Amber. Building up our most holy faith when we speak in our heavenly language. So pray in the spirit. I don't care if you feel like it or not. We don't do things like that. We do things based on an instruction by the word of God. And if it says pray, pray. If it says give, give. If it says fast, fast. I mean, this, this whole generation that's like, I kind of want to do what God says, or it's a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. He's given us availability to the best life here on earth. Isn't that like amazing? He's given us a way to live with heaven on earth. And we're going to be obedient doing it. All right. We've got the first tool was the sword of the spirit. Second tool, praying in the spirit. And the third tool is the Holy Spirit. The power behind the weapons we have in God's word and prayer. So um, the Holy Spirit fills us and we operate at a new level. Now the evidence is speaking in tongues. But the Holy Spirit gives us a power to break through. Sometimes we just are always hitting a wall, right? And we kind of get tired. We're tired. I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to do it. When you have the power of the Holy Spirit, it shoots you through. It's like that bulldozer. And so that's why it's important. Pray in the Spirit while you're cooking dinner, while you're going to pick up your kids, while you're driving to Publix. There's times randomly throughout the day I'm in the car and I just, I'm like, I start praying in the spirit. I start praying in the spirit and immediately I feel better. My thoughts are transitioned to something else. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling uh, faith filled. I'm feeling, and I'm not even like, you know, I'm just praying in the spirit, praying in the spirit and, and do that. Take little times throughout your day. You know, you're in the shower. We always have a few moments of time where we're by ourselves and we can do all of that. All right. Challenge the thoughts you want to take captive um, and put them up against God's word. Put them up against God's word. I love that. We're going to put them up against God's word. Second Thessalonians 3, 3. But the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. So he will strengthen you and guard you strengthen you and guard you. We're going to guard ourselves. We're going to be more um, aware of what we're saying and what we're doing. Many of you know better. Tisk, tisk, tisk. <laughs> Many of you know when a wrong thought comes in and at that very moment, don't let it drag on. Don't let it run quickly in the other direction. The very moment, not today, enough. It doesn't have to be some like big spiritual slogan that you say. You just say something in your authority, out of your spirit. Enough is enough. That thought doesn't line up with the word of God. This is what my promises are. This is what God says I can have. This is what God says I can do. This is what God promised me as a child of God. Those are the kinds of things. As soon as it hits, don't let it keep you up at night. Don't let it destroy your day. Don't let it steal you from your productivity because that's just the enemy. Enough is enough. Enough with the brain games. Am I ever going to get this? Is God ever going to open a door? Is God ever going to make a way? Is God ever going to heal me? Is no, And you, this whiny Christian voice that is out there constantly whine and whine and whine. And we got to knock it off. 
we got to knock it off because we have a Holy Ghost backbone and a boldness to say, listen, I'm going to rise up in the spirit of God. I'm going to rise up in my authority. And I know what the word of God says, and I'm going to line it up with my thoughts. I'm going to line it up with what I say. I'm going to line it up, and I'm going to see it come to me in Jesus' name. Hebrews 11:6. we know what? It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Mark 9, 24, double-minded. We know in James it says what? Be like a, a wave. I think, I don't know. Yes, no. Maybe, okay. Not sure, sure. Right? He says, you're unstable. I don't ever want God to call me unstable. <laughs> because I don't like people's personalities that are like roller coasters. You know the ones, you can, you can name like five right now, right? That like, you know, they go up, down, up, down. I don't know. Are they going to be okay today when I get there? Uh, I don't know. Like anyone, raise your emoji hand, right? Raise your emoji hand that, that, that's like, okay. Yeah, I know people like that. I know people like that right now. This is my real hand, but also my emoji hand. <laughs> that's like, yeah, I know people like that. I get in their presence and I'm not sure how they're quite going to be. We're not like that. I don't like to be around people that are like that because I like a solid, firm foundation. I like to know what I'm getting. And so that's how we get with the Lord. We're like, I believe, I believe, I believe. I was just in a week of revival. Yeah, hallelujah. And then we get home and like one thing happens and then we're all like, hmm, why? Does God really? I don't know. Maybe I was just, I love it because the enemy tries to get you to second guess your faithful uh, thoughts, your faithful uh, decisions that you felt in the anointing. He'll get you to second guess, guess those. Did I really give right? Should I have done that? Should I have? Should I? Have, should I? Should I? Should I? Should I? No, we're not going to be like that. We're not playing the brain games. We are sticking with our decisions. We're sticking with faith. We're not going to be the wave, the back, the forth, the back, the forth, the back, the forth. Because he, God just said, listen, I'm going to make this plain and simple for you. You're not going to receive anything from me, period. And now we can move on. He's very clear. He's very clear. So if you're just like, I'm not seeing anything. Why am I not seeing anything? Like more than likely you're an ocean wave. Don't be an ocean wave. Be the rock that God talks about. Be that firm foundation that you can be built on. Be, be the firm foundation. If we're to be made in the image of God and we're to emulate our Heavenly Father, calls Him the cornerstone, calls Him the rock of our salvation. The rock of our salvation, right? The rock. Be a rock. Don't be a wave. Be a rock like our Heavenly Father. Um, and so we are going to live that way. We're not going to play these brain games anymore. He's called us higher. He's got things for us to do no matter what age you are. He wants you healed. He wants you whole. He wants you happy. He wants you prosperous. He wants you filled and overflowing with the goodness of God. And we're not going to let this old thing stop us anymore. 
We need our brain. We need our brain. But our thoughts, we're going to take captive that don't line up with the word of God. Our thoughts, right? Our thoughts are, are going to be taught to obey Christ because we're taking that off. We're taking the wishy-washy thought process off and we're putting on the mind of Christ right now. In Jesus' name, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for every person watching today. Thank you for listening on the replay. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us the mind of Christ. We're not an ocean wave. We're a rock. We're going to make faith-filled decisions. We're going to stick with them. We're believing the word of God and we're confessing them. We're not going to second guess your word. We're not going to second guess your instruction. We're not going to second guess your nature because you are a good father who wants to give good gifts to his children. You've blessed us with every spiritual blessing. You've given us authority over the enemy. You've given us access to the mind of Christ. You've given us access to put our thoughts on heaven thoughts, not on things above. You've given us access. We have the master key of faith that gives us access to all good that you have for us. So thank you, Lord. I rebuke the lies of the enemy. I, I rebuke the enemy coming in to our minds and trying to set up shop and be, make us the dog chasing the tail to make us stay in the 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 the, the why valley. We're not in the why valley anymore. We're not going to second guess your goodness. We trust you. We trust your word. We trust you're a good heavenly father. We trust that you protect us, that you provide for us. We trust you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We trust you. We ask you, Lord, to build up, build us up. Thank you, Lord, with your word that builds us up. Thank you, Lord, for your power of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for giving us every spiritual blessing while we're here on earth. And we're going to activate it in the name of Jesus. We're not living below our means. We're not living below what you have for us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen, amen.